Well, you're in tune to Enlightenment Radio, your host, Misty Guide. I come out of the desert from contemplating the world's problems, the world's solving. I see things differently. I have a different point of view. By the end of the, the hour, you will have my point of view. <laughs> this is Enlightenment Radio coming to you locally here in the Ukraine, Kiev, by way of Android or Apple app, which you can download easily and for free. We're very proud of this app. It took us a long time to develop. We got one more to launch, the TV app. That should be exciting. And we have a wonderful graphic design for that already prepared. We've got some news. Of course, there was some alarming news over the weekend. Alarming for who? I don't know. But Putin's not in good shape. <laughs> He's not going to come out of this uh, the same. We also had some severe storms here in the south. Knocked our power out till 10 o'clock last night. I mean, I was going to put in a generator. And I stopped watching TV because I saw this generator every day. And I said, I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one. And it's, the, you know, if you don't set up your generator right, you can, you can blow up everything in your house. And these guys will come in and install this. It's expensive, but I need it because I have like a, I had an Airbnb at the time, several rooms rented. I have seven refrigerators, <laughs> six maybe, at, because I had an Airbnb, some small refrigerators in the rooms, some storage. I'm not one of those who store up for a future apocalypse. I don't do that. I just, I've been hearing that since the 70s. What a waste. I've been, I've been told to buy silver since the 70s. You know how much the price of silver is? The same price it was in the 70s. I don't buy gold. You know why? What do you buy gold with? Dollars. Okay. So when you sell it, what do you get for it? Dollars. So what's the point? <laughs> anyway, welcome to uh, our afternoon show here in the Ukraine, Kiev. It's 11 o'clock here in the USA. And our first story is, well, let's listen to it. It's about this uh, mutiny here in uh, Russia. The general, this is yesterday's news. I'm going to have today's news and an update on where he is and what's going on. Okay. I want to turn more and get more perspective on this with NBC's chief foreign correspondent, Richard Engel. Of course, covered this for many, many years. And Richard, I mean, this certainly does seem to have exposed a weakness inside the Kremlin. The U.S. calls it cracks in the Kremlin. How do you see this playing out? This was a devastating blow to Vladimir Putin. Dictators cannot show weakness. All dictators, including Vladimir Putin, have one role in society. They are there to guarantee stability, guarantee stability for the elites, to guarantee their money, guarantee their safety, guarantee their privileges. Now the elites in Moscow must be wondering, is Vladimir Putin the man who can continue to do this? And some of the elite may encourage him not to run for elections uh, that are scheduled to take place next spring. And that would have been unthinkable just a few days ago. And what about the war in Ukraine? How, this might, how might this affect what's happening there? 
well, you have 25,000 elite troops who are no longer uh, on the battlefield. This is an enormous... Wow, did you hear that? 25,000 troops who are no longer on the battlefield. That's not, that's not something minor. Opportunity for Ukraine. You have the military in disarray. You have questions about Putin's leadership. Uh, one senior Ukrainian official told me that it seemed too good to be true. All right, Richard, thank you very much. Thank you, Richard. Now we're going to go on to today's news, a little more update. What happened was this guy was about ready to storm Moscow. He was halfway there. Bolsar is where they stopped him. And then him and Putin made a deal. This is the way I understand it. He had to. <laughs> Putin had to make a deal, or he would have been at war with his own army. Here's today's little update. Anti-Putin activist Bill Browder. I, I remember this guy. He's kind of like one of those globalists. He's all over the map. He'll back up whoever is winning. This guy, we got to listen to him anyway. His whole spin, his whole uh, modus operandi is to be the, to, to appear to be the toughest, most brutal, and most effective dictator out there. And, and Talking about Putin. By being that, by having that perception, um, people fall into line, people don't challenge him, and he's able to hold on to power. It's like being in the prison yard. He's got to be the most vicious, toughest prisoner with a shank. And what, what happened this last weekend is you have this, a new guy show up who's even more vicious, and everybody was sort of falling into line um, with his, as, as he rode his convoy into Rostov and Voronezh and other places. And the reason why this is so bad for Putin is that if, the, if his image of being a strong man has been shattered, then other people will have a go at him. And Russia's a big place, there's a lot of money involved, and there's a lot of people that would like to have power and get that money and now that that's sort of the door is wide open and it would only close if Putin can somehow um, recreate that image to reassert his authority and to become even more brutal and so I would say that there is a purge coming uh, uh, of monumental proportions wow in order for Putin to try to uh, show his teeth to the Russian people I want to pick you up on that point because the only Russian opposition leader who was capable of organizing uh, anti-Putin protests is uh, Mr. Navalny, who we know is now in jail and is sitting on an extension of that jail time. Uh, there are no actual visible signs that some of the top brass that surround Putin are beginning to break away from him. So where do you think the next catalyst is going to come from? Essentially, they've exiled Brezhnev now to, um, to Belarus. Well, the, 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 there, there's no saying where it comes from. I don't think anyone would have predicted, you know, a month ago that that some bloodthirsty uh, <coughs> military uh, mercenary was going to be marching in and taking over stuff. What I can say is is that that there's, there's such an incentive from so many different people to get a piece of the pie, um, to have power, to get the money that comes with the power, um, and it's not going to come from from the well-respected Democrats like Alexei Navalny or Ilya Yashin or Vladimir Karamurza. It's going to come probably from some other warlord or some wannabe warlord. And there's a lot of these people floating around out there. And so um, effectively, Putin has no idea where it's going to come from. And, and he's got to be paranoid beyond belief right now. And we, by the way, we've seen this type of thing before. We, we saw in Turkey, there was an attempted coup in Turkey with Erdogan 
And, and he just went crazy afterwards, arresting everybody in sight who he thought was disloyal. And I, I'm sure that's going to happen in Russia next. Let me just ask you a bit more about this purge that you see, um, Bill. I saw that you tweeted, um, I predict Putin will execute an almighty purge that would make Stalin blush. Don't be fooled by the Prigozhin-Putin deal. This is the start of Putin's final downfall, and the emperor is now naked. How do you see this purge ultimately leading to his downfall? Well, I mean, so if, the, if he's successful in the purge, his downfall won't happen. So, it, so what he has to do is he's got to show everybody he's just... You, you can't mess with Putin. He's the most powerful, dangerous, ruthless person around. And, and so he's going to try to make everybody think that. And then the question is, does it work? And I don't believe it's going to work. I think that Russia is too big a country. There's too much information. There's just too much stuff going on out there. But that's, that doesn't mean he's not going to try. And, and if he doesn't succeed, if he, if he goes on a sort of half-hearted purge or his purge doesn't succeed in making everybody totally scared, then at some point, something is going to happen. There's going to be some incident where his power finally does fall, where, where the momentum builds up. Imagine that, that you're looking at all this as one of his enemies, and he's got many in Russia, and you're saying, well, you know, uh, the, the Prigozhin didn't succeed because he did these things wrong. We're not going to do these things wrong, and we're going to have another go. There's going to be a lot of people thinking that kind of thought right now. That was CNBC News. That's a normally a financial channel. When you're a parent, hey, you get are. off. Uh, and they ran that this morning. So I wanted the latest update, and you got it. It looks like. Well, they said it was over Sunday night. Nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah, there is. There's a lot going on to see there. And we'll uh, watch all this unfold, and we'll keep you updated as things unfold like an onion there. Now... For these uh, storms, <laughs> my power was knocked out. Of course, when I get back online, I get a bunch of, where have you been? You disappeared again. Can't trust you. A lot, a lot of that, you know. So anyway, the power went out. And of course, I, my phone is always fully charged or through, through. It wasn't charged. I let it go yesterday. My other phone was was dead. So I got no phone, no way to listen to the radio. The neighbors are all, they're, they're all out. So I am definitely getting me a, I know what kind I'm getting. I'm not going to sponsor, I should, I should sponsor them and they can give me a free one. <laughs> what, a, what a genius. So if I get that installed, because you can get those cheap uh, Honda installers. or those, uh, If you don't install them right, let's put it this way, it can ruin your whole electricity in your house. So I'm going to let them do it. Anyway, we had the second most active tornado day in America. I had no idea. How would I? I had no TV. So this is the uh, Fox, Fox Weather. This new threat comes out of the same weather maker that produced more than 400 severe weather reports over the weekend just yesterday. It turned out to be the second most active day of 2023. Tragically, one person did die when a possible tornado destroyed a home in Shoals. That's a town south of Bloomington in Indiana, just west of French Lick. It's in the southern part of the state. Four twisters went on this destructive rampage across the Hoosier State. And you can listen here to a storm that roared through a community that was just south of Indiana. Oh, this tornado's devastating. Listen to that.
Terrified residents in Greenwood watched as this monster tornado ripped homes basically to shreds. Debris was lofted into the air. Again, this area just about 14 miles south of Indianapolis. Doesn't look like much there, but there was a monster storm uh, result from this. So the winds got wild quick, even though the path looks like it was narrow at this point. Uprooted trees, we had flat buildings. Another tornado was reported just seven miles southwest of Greenwood. This was in Center Grove. That's east of Interstate 69. People were shocked. They say it was, it was like something. I I'm shocked at what I'm looking at here. It's a mess. You really don't feel like it's going to hit super close to home until uh, all of a sudden you look out your back door and all of a sudden you see a tornado coming toward the ground. Yeah, investigators from the National Weather Service are going to fan out across Indiana today to conduct those damage surveys. And the swath of damage extended south from Indiana, expanded into northern Georgia, including metro Atlanta. Fox 5 Atlanta reports that a man was crushed. He died when a tree fell on the northeast side of town right onto his home. Wow. Strong winds have been blamed for multiple reports all across Atlanta. We've got 70,000 customers still without power from these severe storms that came through. Let's get you up to speed. Look at June. So far this month, we've had one, two, three, four, five, six, now seven days that take us to the well above average point and become the most active in the top 10 list that we've seen so far this season. I'm looking at that radar picture. And we have had some activity here. Absolutely. Tornadoes are nothing to mess with. I was waiting for that siren to go off. I was trying to download my radar app. I used to have a radar app. I don't know. Things come and go on these phones. But you can look at the radar and the red, the red area or where the tornadoes are, the four and fives. And usually there's a lot of I've experienced them. It usually just starts off real quiet. It does. You have no idea. Then the trees start whistling, and then they start blowing back and forth and back, and all of a sudden the cloud gets a weird green-blue color, green color. Then it starts, sometimes hail will come. Next thing you know, it stops, and then you hear the sound of a train. Uh, So the tornado rips through, and the next thing you know. But we have sirens. We have weather reports. We have all kinds of indicators that show where they are. We've actually had them. I've had them here in January. That's not tornado season, but June sure is. So anyway, you're listening to Enlightenment Radio. And uh, there's a little John Lee Hooker, Carlos Santana.
You are listening to Enlightenment Radio along your journey for a purpose. To find your mission, travel to enlightenment-radio.com. There you will discover your highest spiritual path, then say goodbye to the Milky Way, where your new kingdom will be awaiting you. Here's the keys to Galaxy 9. before that was uh, John Lee Hooker with that underrated guitar player from Santana. He's brilliant. Carlos Santana. I lived down the street from him in San Francisco back in the day. So uh, the song was called The Healer, and it reminded me of a uh, screenplay I've been working on, and I got a little bit of a trailer song for it. It's a blend of... I can't even remember the first group, but the second part is Starman. It's really the son of Starman. Why hasn't anyone done a sequel on that? But I think this is a cool music for a trailer. Let's see if it plays. Let's see. It was playing earlier.
So you can hear the uh, soundtrack. To Starman there at the end. So this is uh, actually a film that I've started writing a long time ago, conceived it a long time ago. I can't believe anyone has not done a sequel to Starman. I mean, it was set up for one. Brilliant movie, I think. Trying to think of his name. It'll come to me. He starred in it. And the girl that starred in it was Superman's girlfriend, or Lois Lane in the first Superman. And it's about a uh, starman that crashes here on Earth, and he takes on the form of her husband's body. And it blows her mind, because she's just watching movies. She's lonely. She's, he's died. And she's in such pain and crying. There he is all of a sudden. And it is quite a movie, quite a journey. Of course, everybody's after him, the government, the uh, scientists. And in the end, he finally makes it. He's weakening. He heals people. He heals there's a scene where he heals a dead deer on top of a car outside of a restaurant these hunters have killed. Of course, they're all after him, too. And her name is Jenny in the movie. And she is starting to fall for him. He talks a little strange, but he... Uh, let me look this up. Starman characters. Oh, I'm getting David Bowie. Starman film starring who? Jeff Bridges. There we go. Karen Allen, Jeff Bridges. And uh, the director was the same guy that directed uh, the Alien movies. He's a good director. So anyway... He um, is weakening, and he needs to get back to his planet. So he's deadheaded to one place, and that's that. In Arizona, in America, we have what's called a meteor crater. I've been there. It's, it's used to be just there, and maybe one building would have some brochures for you a long time ago. Now, it's kind of a major tourist thing. You know, they made a tourist thing out of it. Got to go through a gate. Got to go through all of it. Pay to get in. Well, back then, it was just free. You could walk up to it. And it's a mile-wide meteor crater. Bam. Can you imagine the impact that had? So it's a pretty popular area, well-known. And this is where he goes down to the center of it with Karen Allen, Jenny in the movie. And he has impregnated her. How does she know so soon? Because he knows those things. And he has one of his healing silver balls left. And he hands it to her. And meanwhile, the ship, that music you heard, was beaming him up. He was leaving. He said she couldn't come. She was crying, upset. And the ending was really good. The... Uh, Government, scientists got the government office trail. Helicopters showed up. They were getting ready to shoot him down and all this. But he hands her that silver 
chrome titanium ball. She said, well, what do I do with this? She says, he will know, the son that's coming. Well, what a setup for, for a sequel. And nobody's done it. Well, I might give it a try. That was my trailer music to it. And it opens up the scene in the movie where it's in India. And he performs a miracle. He heals a child from blindness. He's walking along in the middle of the night. The child looks up and he's healed. And he moves on. Next thing you know, the church, that awesome cardinals and popes, that church, they're all looking for him. They know he's coming back. Well, it's sort of a biblical allegory now, isn't it? This man is coming back, and he is a healer. Sound familiar? Well, it's going to be allegorious to the return of Christ, but it's going to be different. And where do they find him? <laughs> the, the, the lowly monk in his dress comes up to the cardinal, rushing up the stairways, finds him getting dressed to, to, the, to the hilt, you know, the red and the hat. And he says, we found him. We found him walking on the Ganges. And the cardinal turns around. Oh, where along the Ganges? No, no, sire, not along the Ganges, walking on the Ganges. It's going to be a good film. Radio, home of the ultimate knowledge of body, soul, and spirit, and unlimited music 24 7. Be sure and visit our website at enlightenment-radio.com. There you can journey through the mystical voyage and also view our schedule of programming. Thank you for listening. I just got a text from my uh, sidekick in India, my co-creator, co-host, and co-producer, whatever. He he's a, he's a, wears a lot of hats. And uh, also, 
He says we've got listeners in Italy, Germany, Ukraine, uh, and there better be somebody listening in Stockholm. <laughs> so we're growing all over. They are interested. They know we have an app. They know that uh, you can't just continue to watch the lies that they're presenting to you on these other radio stations. You can't continue to listen to this one site. You could take their scripts. They hand them out every day. Then they print them out, and they take those scripts, and they hand them to every station, and they read the same lie after lie, and they go along with it. The BBC even. BBC is, is, creates so much distorted news, especially regarding the environment. Big environmentalist station. They probably run off solar windmills. <laughs> That's what I need. I need a solar windmill. I would have kept my power on for sure. You know, it takes about 500 of those things to keep one block running. What a fiasco. So, here in the Ukraine, where my main listeners are right now, you're driving home and contemplating, avoiding those potholes, looking at some tragic buildings. Maybe you have a story to tell. We've decided that we're not going to do a, per se, news version of what happened and what's happening. We want to do an expose. I want people's stories. I want to hear what what's the backstory of your life that's affected you, this war, this, this, uh, this call to war. Excuse me a minute. So I had to get a builder to stop pounding on the wall. The uh, idea is to have an expose. I think it could be a, a good documentary. People don't read anymore, so I won't put it in, uh, in a recorded, record people's interviews. You know, that's what documentaries are. <laughs> you just sit people down, listen to them, hear their stories. I've never done a documentary. So you've got 81 films being filmed here all at one time here in Georgia. We're the second leading film industry in the United States. Pinewood Studios, Marvel movies, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America, Spider-Man, all made eight minutes from here. So there's got to be some camera crews that, you know, lollygag and don't have nothing to do, anything to do. Well, there's a little time in between. Disney streaming is busy over there. I went over there yesterday, and that's where my gym is. I went swimming, and there's all these most beautiful, beautiful pink floral trees. They're they're all fake, but they're they're it's it's on one of their outdoor sets. I have some photographs of it. And when I get my TV app, I'll be able to show things like that. So it was beautiful. It looked like some kind of utopia. Maybe they're making a film called Utopia. I don't know. 
But it's an interesting time to be making films. When you think about it, there hasn't been a time in history when it's been easier to make a film than there is now. To get it distributed, just get it distributed. Look at the junk that's on there. How hard could it be to get something good on there? That's what I've been trying to figure out. That's that missing link I've had when I wrote my book, The Ancestor. I'm expecting it to be a series or at least feature film. Starring John Hamm. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I know. I, I took a vote one time between John Hamm and who is that other actor? Oh, he played the uh, gallant hero in that Disney movie. Oh, now I got to Google it again. Well, I won't. He played on ER for a long time. And the girls all wanted him over John Hamm. John Hamm, you know, he's got that square jaw, that look, rugged, handsome. Hugh Jackson, same thing. Except he's, I don't know, he's been overused. But this other guy, oh, make me look it up. You don't mind me. I'm just doing my thing here. I wanted to, uh, starring in ER and in, George Clooney was one. I don't see this guy. George Clooney, was, that's he came out of ER. Hmm. Full cast and crew. Christopher. Maybe it wasn't ER. Well, I'm boring you. I, I I don't want I don't like dead air. So possibly I'll get his name. And a camera crew has got to be sitting around, you know, just tape a couple cameras. Of course, we're not in Ukraine. <laughs> We'd have to go over there. How do you get a camera crew to go over to Kiev and uh, sit in a hotel listening to sirens and missiles? I don't think you can. I don't know. There's probably some over there. I know there's journalists over there. I'd like to hook up with a journalist, get some inside stories. But they have a lot to tell. And it's uh, striking. We did a uh, bombed-out building, and we put a woman with a Ukraine flag in front of it, and we called it the Heart of Hope. You know, my art director is just... A, Contrarian. He's just the opposite of me. I said, look, what if we took a woman, put her in black, and put it in the middle of this building and call it the morning after? M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. You know, morning, tears, sorrow. No. He comes. I said, you, you give me. I've always given him what I want, and he always comes back with something better, and I just never question it. I let him do it. It worked with my book, worked with my website. He's doing an illustration of my father getting out of an F-89 aircraft back in the 50s when he was a test pilot. Can't wait to see that when it's done. 
So he did one in a sort of filter illustration and sort of straight. And as people are leaning, who've seen it toward the illustrated filtered one, which I'm surprised. But he calls it a heart of hope. <laughs> who knew? It's right. He was right. You've got to have the heart of hope, don't you? You've got to have hope. Each day you get up, you can't go sorrow, poor me, what a miserable way, what happened to us. You've got to have hope. You've got to have inspiration and strength, a reason to get up, a reason to help someone else, a reason to smile. And you'll find a lot of reasons, a lot of love in God's Word. You'll find a lot of love in other people's hearts. They have not waned. I don't know how you process losing a loved one like that. I've only been to two funerals in my life. Make that three. My mother's, my grandfather's, and my grandmother's. And it wasn't until 40 till I went to one. So death has not really affected me as it has a lot of people. A lot of their siblings die early. They lose a child or a parent early. I just wish that we had answers for a lot of things that we don't. Enigma has that song, I'm Asking Why. So, <clears throat> I should try to find that. I'm asking why. Why do the good ones have to go? And when you use a, lose a loved one, some people say, well, I've gotten over it. I've let go. Well, maybe you haven't, maybe you haven't. You know, it does take some processing. I am not a processing trauma person. Now, I can help and get involved with relationships, love, feelings, blocks to feelings. I'm certified in that area. But when it comes to death, that would take another type of knowledge, experience. I know I watched my grandmother grieve when my grandfather died. It was one year of crying. One whole year. And he was, he didn't have to die that young. You know, he was a teacher. He taught physics. He taught chemistry. He taught, what's that, beyond, beyond geometry, beyond that. All of those things. In a you know, small town, Midwest Kansas, Southwest Kansas, they only had small schools, one teacher, taught all of that. And I'm going back, man, well, he had to be very smart to do that. Then, in the summertime, he would do this extracurricular activity. He would take the grain to the grain silos, you know, the big, huge grain elevators. they test them and weigh them to see if they wanted to take that farm or that particular wheat and milo. Those were the two main things. 
and he'd bring sacks of those back in his car, and he'd make money for it. Well, in the prime, I, told, I, he, I was painting a house with him. He was up there painting a house, pushing 80 years old. And he got struck with Parkinson's disease. And my aunts kept telling me, his daughters, you know, there could have been something in that wheat, that grain, that caused Parkinson's. And I just kind of, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a wild guess. You know, that was back in the 80s. Well, you know what? All over television now, all over, it's proven. There are lawyers salivating to sue these chemical plants, these chemical fertilizers and chemical things that you spray on these plants that do cause Parkinson's disease. They found out that it does. And I'm sure now, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that's where he got the Parkinson's disease because it just hit him out of nowhere. Doesn't run on our family. These chemicals that they're spraying all over. I remember Art Bell talking about the chemtrails years ago. Few people believed him. I used to see this stuff in our yard look like silver yuck. Well, that's what easily catches fire. I'm off topic. But <clears throat> that's sad when uh, something that shouldn't or didn't have to happen because of somebody's miscalculation or did they miscalculate? Did they know the whole time, just like the uh, tobacco industry? They knew the whole time. They lost a lot of money. They got a lot of people killed. The World War II generation came home and they were smokers. They were smoking the pell-mells and the lucky strikes and the camels with no filters. <laughs> I was a kid. I climbed up a tree. I said, I want to try one of these. Boom, bam, I fell out of the tree. I was just knocked out of the tree with one puff. I couldn't stand it. What are they doing to themselves in inhaling that? Man, when both my parents died from cigarette smoke cancer. They made it till they were 80. So that was not a, how shall I say, that was not a shocking death to me. I knew they were on the way. My mother sort of, this doctor took her 80, 79 years old, here in Atlanta, says, yeah, we're going to move that little pinprick cancer out of your lung. What the heck for? He didn't take in consideration how weak she was, how old she was. He just wanted to make some money. 250 grand, I think it cost the insurance company. And he took out a third of her lung. He didn't tell her that. I am just disgusted with these chemicals and these purveyors of money, money, money. They have to answer. They got some explaining to do when they get up there. Yes, sir. Who are these big ones? I mean, you can start naming these chemical companies. 
vaccine companies. I remember when they had mercury in those vaccines. Mercury in the vaccines. Sticking them in your babies. When my daughter was pregnant, <laughs> he said, now listen, <clears throat> you don't want to eat any fish while you're pregnant because the fish have mercury in them. My daughter goes, well, you got mercury in the darn vaccines. What are you warning me about the fish for? <laughs> she, she got him on that one. There's a little bit of a hybrid, some hooligan. I'll think of these chemical companies in a minute. Who's that big one? Dow Chemical. Remember the Dow 500? That used to be so big. Dow Chemicals. They've killed more people than they kept alive. The idea was to feed the world, keep the world and fed them, feed them. But they killed more people in the process.
What a power group. Hybrid. I have a lot of their music. My son turned me on to them. Hey, listen, we got just enough time. Remember, I'm, <laughs> I'm dealing with these chemical plants. Well, sometimes there's a trade-off. There's one chemical company called Pfizer. Now they're killing people with their vaccines. But back in the day, they were making babies with that other chemical called Viagra. So let's try and play this, if I can get it up here. This is about a town that a truckload of Viagra... Outside of Johnson City, on a dark and twisting road... ...fell into their water system. In a 18-wheeler with a heavy shifting load. He was pushing through to Binghamton, though the hour was getting late. Pfizer's finest on a mission to the pharmacies upstate. He was on a holy mission. There were men who couldn't wait for his 30,000 pounds of Viagra. He clocked 700 miles since he climbed into the rig. Just another 25 or so would finish up that gig. But the trailer hit an oil slick and down the hill did slide. Oh my. Till it landed at the bottom in the town's water supply. It was instant rigor mortis. What a hard way to die. <laughs> Save your son. Save your daughters. There's Viagra. In the water. All over Johnson City, people rising with the dawn. They drank their morning coffee, took their showers, watered lawns. And who could have predicted all the changes up ahead? Men were getting up for work and heading back to bed. So many called in sick, you would have thought the virus spread. Down at the courthouse coffee shop, they stared in disbelief. As a pack of thirsty lawyers started filling out their briefs. But at a local college, young men appeared much smarter. No chromosomal mysteries, they simply studied harder. Now water on the rocks is the latest party starter. Save your sons, shield your daughters. There's my City firemen, they cursed their wretched luck. They could not get their fire hoses wound back on the truck. Sprinkling holy water at a funeral, Father Ryan said, Oh, you know what he said. I know I've saved their souls, but I've never raised the dead. Would a couple strong men help me now to close the casket lid? <laughs> To the kitchen and he called out to his wife she knew something was up as he stood naked at the table oh, yeah holding two cups of coffee and a half a dozen bagels it had been at least a decade since the last time he was able it's a save your son she yeah. 
hysterical. I heard that a few years ago, quite a few years. That's the four bitching babes, hormonal imbalance, Viagra in the water. We're going to go out with strange days. Thank you for listening. Ukraine, Italy, Germany. I think, Sweden. You better be. So anyway, this is your host, Misty Guide. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to go out with some strange days. It's 12 o'clock here. And it's 7 o'clock in the Ukraine, Kiev. Yep, strange days they are. That was a funny song. God bless you. Thank you for listening. He's smiling. You're the heart of hope. <laughs>